we need to make a huge emphasis on the fact that being real being present with the people that actually are making a difference in your life your friends your family that you can see face to face these are the people that we mean we need to be making time for and that we need to to really cherish Hello and welcome back. This is Exeter Real. I am Tracy Duke and this is where leaders create leaders. Produced by Felix Northover and recorded here at the stunning Deer Park Country House near Exeter, we ask the question, what does it take to thrive in a world of both challenge and opportunity? And most importantly, how do we build the resilience and leadership skills to get us there? This episode of Exeter Real is made possible by our friends here at the Deer Park. And before we jump into conversation with today's guest, I want to give a quick shout out to the award-winning team here. If you're looking for a truly magical, one-of-a-kind experience for your events, then you can be assured that the Deer Park will deliver and then some. The Deer Park is a stylish and exceptionally relaxed country house, a perfect marriage where impeccable hospitality and modern thinking blend seamlessly together. Weddings are their forte, inside or out, pared down or turned up. Corporate events and house parties too, literally anything goes. The entire house with its beautiful lounges and its dress to impress code is here for the taking. They'll supply the backdrop, the ambiance, and all the right ingredients, and you'll have the freedom to ask for anything. From the beautifully cozy treehouse honeymoon suite to the stunning Georgian orangery centerpiece, through to the simply magical outdoor summer house, each breathtaking backdrop is yours to personalize. For more information or to visit, please follow the link below. Now, whilst I didn't have the pleasure of knowing Caroline Flack personally, as with so very many others, her recent heartbreakingly tragic death has had a profound effect, empowering me to act on heartbreak and to increase the part I have to play in changing our culture and the way we see and treat each other, and to more than ever before keep kindness and empathy at the heart of my work and life. And so I say enough. I say enough bullying, enough breaking, enough tearing down, and enough hurting. And to those who've had the privileged position of having a voice and a platform that encourages our young, impressionable minds, stop. Stop and consider the damage your words and actions are causing in the pursuit of money and ill-placed recognition. Stop and consider why you feel it necessary to destroy lives that you have no true understanding of. Stop. Please stop before we lose another precious life that could no longer take the pain. My guest on the podcast today is a woman I have the greatest respect for. Listed as one of Exeter's 100 most influential women back in 2018, Rebecca Hooker epitomizes all that I value and respect in the world. Kindness, passion, positive influence, beauty and leadership. Her lifestyle brand, The Committed Clothing Company, is backed by some of Exeter's most successful international sports professionals and focuses on changing the way children value and treat themselves and others. It is my absolute pleasure to welcome Rebecca to the podcast today. Thank you so much for having me. <clears throat> what you just said about Caroline Flack really 
it makes me feel emotional now to to still talk about it and hear your words um I can't agree any more than I do things have got to change and things have got to stop um it came as such a huge shock to me um and I think it did to pretty much everyone else I've spoken to about it it was the first sort of suicide that's been in the press and in the media that I felt a real connection with um it might sound dramatic but it did feel like you sort of lost a friend um a few of my friends have said they felt the same she had that sort of girl next door quality she wasn't the polished television personality that a lot of people are and she showed her vulnerability she showed ups and downs in her life and I think that was really precious um precious that we were allowed to I guess see see into her true life and what being a human being is all about um she felt like one of the girls um which was another quality that everybody can sort of relate to she had trouble with men she had a passion for life, a joy for dance. Watching her on Strictly Come Dancing was amazing. And I read and heard in interviews that she was actually going through a really terrible time with her mental health during the time of Strictly. And I think it saved her, which highlights another another thing that I sort of will magnify all the time with committed clothing is if you do have a passion and you're doing it in your life, it really can ease the pain of what you are going through. Um yeah, she's just, I think the most important thing that needs to come of it is things do have to change. People do need to be more kind. Um, the tragedy needs to be made an example of because this is happening to, to your day-to-day day day people that aren't in the public eye. This is happening to vulnerable teenagers that are being trolled online that can't escape from this bullying that they're that they're going through and I think having a tragedy like Caroline Flack it needs to be the starting point of a huge change especially within media and social media um we need to teach younger ones as well that media and being in the public eye is not always a good thing and Mm. the whole likes and the popularity within social media it's not real life And we need to really, really reflect that. We need to make a huge emphasis on the fact that being real, being present with the people that actually are making a difference in your life, your friends, your family that you can see face to face. These are the people that we we need to be making time for and that we need to, to really cherish as opposed to the false popularity, the filters, the, the likes that people are really, really looking out for. Um, and accountability of online trolling things need to change people I think are feeling confident and and also this they can sit behind a screen or a computer and sort of switch off to the other person that they're talking about as if it wasn't a real human being so it almost creates a bit of a numbness um, to thinking you can say whatever you want because it's only a screen instead of thinking of the emotion in the person that's actually going to be reading it So I think accountability is huge. It needs to be changed. Um, Something needs to be done and there needs to be some form of punishment for people that are actually doing these things. You wouldn't accuse, you wouldn't be able to accuse someone of something in the street face to face or attack somebody verbally without there being consequences. But this is something that you're able to do online and 
it needs to stop because things are getting worse um the media can be so fickle it will pick you up when things are great but it'll absolutely crush you when when you're down and I think it was really upsetting to see the fact that they are now mourning Caroline Flack and paying tragedy uh, sorry paying tribute to to her life Mm. and I believe actually they've they've got a lot to answer to now that she's not here it's too late so this is something that we really really need to educate youngsters in to actually be present focus on real life not focus on absolutely social media life because we all know it's not real a lot of it is not real Mm. i know sorry um (laughs) and bizarrely no that's just a beautiful opener um you know i mean obviously we had booked this interview in weeks ago Mm. and neither of us knew nobody knew obviously of the events that would unfold i know it's had a huge impact on you Mm -hmm. um as it has myself and, and just about everyone for all of the reasons that you've just so beautifully put forward so you know what thank you thank you for speaking for all of us Thank because you. that's how we're all feeling that's the thing isn't it I mean it doesn't I've spoken to so many people about it I mean the girls my my close girlfriends as soon as we found out we were texting each other it was like we were mourning for this person that we knew and the fact that she wasn't perfect nobody is but she was exposed enough for us to see that and for us to to sort of relate to her which is precious it's a really really important thing and it it has had an impact on and because in many ways I think that it reflects aspects of our own lives that we're all dealing with and that's very likely why absolutely it came as such a shock and and hurt definitely that's the thing hurt that that is exactly how it felt it really hurt to think Mm -hmm. what could we have done how did she not realize it could have been all right. She could have been saved. And that's... So, okay, so let's just work with that and, and jump back a little bit in time because, you know, I mean, I've I've been an open advocate and supporter of your work since we first met, which was a few years ago Thank now. Thank you. Um, and your message of kindness and empathy that you instill in our young people is just beautiful. And I know it authentically comes from your heart and some very difficult years that you had back at school in those early days. So let's build on what, what you've just been saying, and but jump back to your school days. Let's start there and understand where your drive and your passion, not just for committed, but for living, living a really authentically, beautifully kind life where you want to help others. Where did it all start? So you mentioned me sort of having a tough time at school. Um, I really did. I went from quite a sheltered primary school environment um, where there weren't a lot of students. We all sort of did our own thing. People that you didn't necessarily get on with that well, you just didn't play with. It was all very innocent and how it should have been, I guess, for a, a child of primary school age. And then high school started and it was a huge wake-up call for me. Um, I've always been a really passionate dancer and singer. That's always been my thing since I can remember. I was that toddler dancing around the front room pretending that I was in the in the movies. And um, I think starting high school 
was an eye-opener because it almost felt like I couldn't be that person. So it was a really tricky one. And I did a talk the other day and actually brought this up because I felt like I was being bullied and picked on by two different groups of people. So I was bullied on for my appearance by one group of people. So it was the whole, I I would get called lanky or goofy or Barbie. Um, Just lots of really, really unkind things that straight away would knock your confidence. Um, And it did. It really did. I was avoiding social situations. I was trying to hide from the people that were calling me those names I would even try and hide my appearance and slouch cover my teeth up just just make sure that I wasn't exposed to the to what they were capable of um and dance and music and sport actually were the things that I would use to escape so every break time I'd either be in the music room I'd be in the gym um or I'd be in the dance studio and that was my haven that was my safety net And then once I started to establish sort of friendship groups within those sort of areas, I got picked on for being a show off, loving myself, having a big ego. So showing all the skills that actually now as adults, we we value so much in that leadership, you're showing leadership skills. A hundred percent. But at that time, I couldn't really, I didn't feel like I could verbalize what I was going through because... On one hand, I was being told I was a show-off and I had a big ego and that I loved myself. And then on the other hand, I was getting knocked down for my looks or and getting teased. So I just felt completely lost and just confused. I couldn't do the things that I loved to do because I felt like that was me showing off. Um, and I didn't want that to to sort of upset me the way that it was so I stopped my dancing every afternoon I stopped going in the music room as much unless it was on my own sat at piano or with a couple of the guys that I was friends with um and I did I really isolated myself um hid in the toilets in between certain lessons because I knew I was going to see the people that were picking on me and I just knew that something needed to change something needed to be done and it wasn't until I left high school and actually looked back and reflect that now I just wish that I had the strength and that internal sort of resilience to not let that get me down and this is the reason why I wanted to start committed because I do not want any children being uncomfortable in their own skin I don't want anyone let alone children adults anybody I just think there's only one of us we need to embrace it And actually, the fact now, doing my research, growing up, having children of my own, I'm a firm believer that people only bully when they've got issues themselves. Absolutely. And that's a real, that was an eye-opener for me to sort of have that black and white, okay, you're either suffering from something that you can't really work on at the moment, or you're envious of something that you haven't necessarily got, and this is how you're processing it. You're processing it through being unkind. It's a release. Um, It's a stress relief. Exactly. Mm. And now I want to teach others that. I believe I am teaching others that. I see it in my dance school. I see it with people that have purchased the clothing and the feedback that I've received. It's just so much easier to be a nice person. Mm. It takes so much less energy to just be comfortable in your skin, enjoy your hobbies, be nice to one another, have respect for one another. And that's it in a nutshell. Absolutely. And to look for the meaning behind the words. Yeah. 
completely and, you know and and understand that the deeper level that's hard when you're a child as an adult we can get and, that yeah well we should be able to get that of course and I think the beauty when I was younger is I could have a really tough day at school but I could go home have a bit of a cry and a cuddle with my mum and that was it I was safe whereas poor children these days there's no escape and it's become an addiction whether it's positive or negative, what they're receiving at school, on social media. They want this affirmation. They want this attention um, in the form of a message or a like or a story that's related to them on Instagram. Because it's giving them significance. Exactly. Well, they think it is. Yes. But it's trying to teach them the significance is who you are, what you're representing, what people feel about you, the genuine friendships. It's quality over quantity the the quality relationships that you've got with others as opposed to having 1,000 friends but actually feeling so alone that you don't want to socialise with anybody in the real world. Which we know is one of the biggest issues we're facing at the moment, the loneliness. Of course. Mm. So... That and social anxiety, which is something that obviously stems from those issues at school. And I know, you know, I know I'm not alone in saying that I've felt it on occasion... And I was reading a quote the other day, according to Psychology Today, 60% of us, 60% identifies people who are shy or socially anxious to some extent. So what, we know how it might feel as a child. How does it feel as an adult? You know, what does social anxiety feel like from the pressures and can we work to overcome it? I think we can. Oh, I know we can. We definitely can work towards it. We can work towards it by having more empathy um focusing less on our emotions and what we are feeling and looking at the bigger picture if you go into a social situation look at everybody else don't just look at your yourself and how you're feeling actually think there's 30 people in a room I feel this way it's highly likely that other people in this room feel that way and take comfort in that in the fact that we're all human beings. We all get nervous. Since having children and socialising and meeting people has been quite tricky for me at times because, as you know, you have a newborn, you're quite isolated for a while, your focus is very much on them, mm. lack of sleep, lack of confidence, and then all of a sudden you're thrown out into the wide world again. Um, it can be really, really difficult to sort of face your fears and build your confidence up again. Mm. Yeah, but I agree. I do just think, yeah, if you're feeling it, it's highly likely others are feeling it. It's mm. always great to smile. That gets me through, whether it's awkward or... It kind of or tricks a, your brain into yeah. thinking everything is fine. Yeah. We're all good, we're good, we're good. I'm really scared, but it's going to be okay. And, <laughs> and I think it's, it's remembering as well. I always have this little thing that, that I say... Um, um, I'm, I don't know where it came from, whether I, I don't even know if I made it up or whether someone else made yeah. it up. But we'll I, pretend you made it we'll up. We'll pretend I made it up. <laughs> so it's HIC, which to me, which is kind of HIC, which, which kind of is a reminder to me that everybody you meet, and like you say, whether you're in a room of 30 or 100 or 1,000, everybody in that room is healing from something. Everybody wants to be inspired and everybody is craving connection. So as long as we remember that and it brings us back to, I guess, kind of the root of everything and then we're all human. Yeah, exactly that. We're all human. The root of all, exactly that. you stripping it right back to the fact we are all human beings. We've all got the same needs. Life has been made a bit too complicated. Um, That's just it. Don't you find that we overcomplicate things? Yeah, I do. But I also think we're, 
we are now in a position where we're allowed as women to have these careers to really follow our dreams which is incredible but at the same time if you are juggling a family too I think we apply too much pressure on ourselves and I listen to a lot of podcasts and I can really relate to a lot of people that women in business that are that do have a family too and I think having that sort of respect for others and like you say knowing that we're all going through our own stuff we've all got our own own goals we all need to be inspired because what's the point Mm -hmm. if if you feel like you're completely inspired and you don't need any more water in your cup then what yeah you're in the the wrong room (laughs) yeah exactly so um social anxiety I think everybody's got it to some extent Mm. um and I actually think yeah we can overcome it and that nervousness is good because it shows that we care I say it to my dance students a lot before a show or um, nerves show that you care. It's your body's way of letting you know that you've got something to face, like a challenge to face or something that you're working towards that your body is excited about. Your endorphins are going and nerves are great. Yeah. Anxiety can be good. I was um, was listening to a podcast on the way in this morning. I mentioned it to you earlier. Uh, It was a Mind Valley podcast, actually, and talking about um, nervousness and excitement and how actually they're the same emotion it's just the meaning you apply to it for sure so if you're about to get on stage in front of a thousand people and you're getting that kind of you know the butterflies and the nerves and you either want to run or you don't know whether you want to run that way or that way onto stage but it's the same feeling it's just what we apply to definitely I am I think it's really important to talk about sort of be real about your mental health and to talk about challenges that you faced and I have gone through really tough times in my life where I have faced anxiety and and, I, and it's been a daily occurrence for quite a while when I was younger. So I spoke to a counsellor because I just wanted to put it all into perspective and speak to somebody that wasn't my mum or my friends just to sort of understand it a bit more, process it a bit more and see how I could cope with it better. So powerful, such an important... Person. It is. And speaking to this incredible lady who really, really did help me and she's helped lots of other people... She stripped it right back to the days where you were, you know, the cavemen that were fighting for their life that actually were running away from threat, that were potentially going to lose their life. And that is the whole fight or flight. And that's where it comes from. And if I get this flighty feeling now, instead of me being overwhelmed by it, I will thank thank it for the warning. Thank you for letting me know. I know that you're there, but I'm okay. So it's almost a warning bell, basically. Yeah. But taking ownership. Yes. Just saying, thanks for letting me know that this is how you feel, but it's fine, I've got this. And And it helps. It's remembering that we don't have to be running from saber-toothed tigers anymore. (laughs) Isn't it some ridiculous thing like 99% of our fears, the things that we're worried about happening will never happen? Yes, we have the greatest imaginations. Honestly, if we all took advantage of our imaginations and did something creative with it. Yeah, of course. So, But things are getting better. I do think... To a certain extent, a lot needs to change, especially in the form of the the media and the press and how we treat others on social media and things like that. But also, there does seem to be more growth in supporting mental health, um, actually keeping it real and speaking to people about our struggles as opposed to having a polished exterior but struggling on the inside. And I'm really, really hoping that by the time my children are older that that we'll have Mm. cracked it. Mm-hmm. we'll see <laughs> yeah uh, absolutely and uh, you know I, I know to just uh, you know touching on the the whole intuition thing you know I, I remember when um 
when I interviewed you for the 100 Women campaign, and one of the things you talked about then was how deeply connected you are to your intuition and to following that gut feeling. And I think, you know, the more we do that, the more we practice it, the easier it becomes to do that. Um, and, you know, for me, I, you know, I, I truly, truly believe that it's when we allow ourselves to become disconnected from that intuition that things start to go wrong. You know, that's more likely when we'll, when we'll start making those ill-informed decisions, you know, we'll get swept along with peer pressure, etc. Definitely. But, you know, it's listening to those warning bells exactly mm. as you say. Yeah, well, that, the whole intuition and instinct just straight away makes me think of my mum. She brought me and my brothers up to use it as our superpower. Yes, so <laughs> I love that. I can remember talks as a child and hearing mum say, you've got your own, you've got a voice inside you, which if there is something that doesn't feel right, you need to listen to it. Or if yes. something that feels really, really right, you need yes, to listen to it. And the more you use it, the stronger it gets. So Absolutely. it is a superpower in you. And I just... I it's it's real there's there's no denying the fact that you have a gut instinct you have and it, it actually never lets you down ex- exactly it just that doesn't. <laughs> exactly it doesn't and the only time where you do slightly feel compromised possibly by other people people's opinions or like you say peer pressure you are dumbing down your body's natural way of sort of saying to you no this isn't right or yes you need to go for this and mm. it does make us sort of make poor decisions when we ignore it and it is something that is priceless and and makes us all different because your instinct is right for you but it wouldn't your decisions wouldn't necessarily necessarily be right for me so it's something that we should be utilizing more it should be spoken about more because it's so powerful but don't you think as well that there are times when actually your intuition makes absolutely no sense whatsoever on paper it's like what 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 what? yeah but follow it just trust it just let go a little bit just 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 go with the process yeah of course and then before you know it actually it's like oh my god yeah you get your epiphany of thank god for that thank god I trusted it exactly I've had it I've had it with people before you know you get a gut instinct of something is not right and you challenge yourself, don't you? Like, but they seem really nice. Everything's fine. Because we're kind. Yeah. And we want to do the right thing and we want to give people a chance. Yeah. But you can still be kind, but have respect for yourself and trust your gut instinct and not... It's You can still be kind to another person and not necessarily agree with their values or not get involved with them socially. Or, um, And I think that's really important. Kindness is easy. It doesn't mean you have to get wrapped up in situations that you don't feel you should. Okay, so it's Valentine's month. We've just passed the 14th. Um, So let's jump into talking a little bit about love. And, but more so self-love. Okay. Is, Is it true to say that to be able to love another, we have to first love? and accept ourselves would you agree I would I would definitely I think it's become a bit cliche the whole self-love and it almost becoming egotistical if you if you were to go into a room and say oh I love myself (laughs) like or exactly (laughs) and and on nights out you see people that look very confident and and I've had it about me I've I've had it I've heard it about others people saying oh look at her she loves herself and you think 
good for her actually because if yeah. she truly does and she's confident and she's not being unkind to somebody else and she's just going up about her day-to-day business and having fun but she has got confidence and respect for herself, then that's fantastic. Absolutely. Um, I always say the most beautiful thing about a woman or anybody is their smile and that inner. Because when you when you're feeling it internally, when you're feeling that kind of you know, that kind of joy, I guess. Oh yeah. It beams, it radiates. And it's infectious. And everybody wants to be around you. Definitely. And self-respect as well, sort of self-love, self-respect. I think they come in, they come hand in hand and Ultimately, if you have a respect and a love for yourself and of yourself, you're going to attract the same. You're not going to be willing to compromise. Absolutely. And that's so, I think that's so powerful. And the older we get, the more, yeah. or the less tolerant we become. Oh, yeah, definitely. Yeah. I, as a youngster, was one of those people who was desperate to be liked, desperate mm-hmm. sort of, you know, when you get the vibe that someone doesn't necessarily like you I would be that person thinking what can I do to change to make to be liked what can I do to almost look like I've got common ground with this person so they're nice to me but now I think absolutely not (laughs) if you don't like me that's absolutely fine not everyone is going to um you can still be nice about it there's no need to be to be cruel but everyone is different we're not going to gel with everybody which is quite a beautiful thing really because that's how we establish friendships find love create family so Mm -hmm. it's something to embrace instead of be scared of I think sure and how kind of liberating is that the right word to just feel like that yeah and to not feel those pressures I don't feel like that every day I'm not gonna lie no I don't some days I'm like oh god but we're real yeah. You know, that's life. We're not every day is going to be the same. And if it was, well, how boring would things get? Yeah. Well, I this is a perfect example, actually, of sort of, like you say, keeping it real, being real. I spoke to a, um, a mum of one of my dance students a few weeks ago, and I could tell that she'd had a rough day. Mm. So I went to one side and sort of just said, look, how's it going? You don't look too great. What What's up? And she had a talk to me. And straight away, she said, but it's all right for you because you've got your together. You've got your sh- together. Oops. Um, and I started to cry <laughs> because she hit such a nerve in me that actually I'd had a really rough day. That day, my son had been really poorly. We'd been at the doctor's. Um, my little girl decided that she, on her way to school, wanted to have an accident in her knickers. We had to go back, get it changed. We got absolutely drenched in the rain. Um, I had serious mum guilt because I thought I should have taken Rory to the doctors sooner than I did. And I had a good cry with her and wiped my tears away, went back to dance. But I got a text when I got home saying, oh, my God, thank you so much. In the nicest way possible. (laughs) It was really nice to see you upset um, and to talk to you about what you'd been through that day. And I think it's so important. Do not judge a book by its cover because you've got a brave smile on your face does not mean that you're okay totally get it um completely get it and I think you know we you know we have such a like I don't know inbuilt like a tendency you know we'll put our game face on you know we put our I know like there's this quote you know put your favorite lipstick on and your heels on and get on out there and, and and deal with it and and we do that day in and day out but actually sometimes you know sometimes it's too much I mean I know me I've had 
I think this my mantra for for this year is going to be expect the unexpected because you know in many ways it feels like it's been one thing after another. Yeah. And you know and and but isn't that the same for us all? It and is. I remember you know last night I was a little teary over something just because of I don't even know why but blame it on the hormones. Blame honey. it on the hormones. <laughs> but my youngest Noah said to me, "Mom, you're crying." And I said, "Well, yeah, but I just need to just deal with this emotion, let it out, it's done, yeah. and then I, I'm not going to suppress my emotions anymore no. and, and so pretend anymore because, you know, that's what leads to breakdown. Yeah, being done. I mean, <laughs> don't get me wrong, <laughs> it sounds a little bit crazy, but, but it's just being vulnerable enough to deal with emotions as and when they come up. Mm. And that doesn't mean you have to cry every, every five minutes at every, but just, you know, don't suppress. No just let things yeah let them out but also communicate with others that Mm. you're struggling don't be afraid to say I'm finding life hard at the moment or things are tough or I'm suffering with anxiety because you will only be shocked in a good way because everybody is going through stuff whether they're going through it presently or whether they've gone through it in the past to make yourself open and relatable is a really, really special thing that we can all do. Mm. Um, You can make everything look fine on the outside, but then you are suffering alone on the inside. Whereas if you actually stay truthful and let others know that you are struggling or you've been through struggles, not only have you been honest and affirmed it in yourself, you've actually opened it up to let other people people look after you and give you words of wisdom too, so it's a winner. Cooperation, communication just being part of a bigger bigger power which I think we all should be um is key absolutely and people want to look after you yeah Yeah, they do people want to protect people want to care people do and and the people that don't want to maybe it's just not their time yet maybe they're not ready Mm. to address the fact that they do need to be nurtured that there is stuff going on and So let's talk committed clothing Um, because, you know, you've had, you've had a hell of a year. It's been a busy year. It has been a busy year for you. Um, So there's a new range underway. You've signed some new ambassadors recently. Yeah. Um, Let's tell me more. So it has been a crazy year. Um, It's been a really positive year in the fact that word has spread with committed completely organically which is lovely I set out this business not to make it grow really really large to a large scale in a short period of time I wanted to You've let really it set sl- the foundations yeah you? exactly the mm-hmm. foundations and the ethos and because it is so prominent at the moment as well anti-bullying kindness self-respect um people are just taking it on board and I guess spreading the word which is really really lovely Mm. um it fits in with my children who are my priority as well which feels really really great I'm really grateful for the fact that I can take them to school pick them up be with them at weekends and evenings and yeah just the support that I've had with committed has has been remarkable um and it's just grown, as you say, organically, steadily, yeah. you know, with credibility. And I think that's probably the key word in any business that's, 
you're growing, that you're developing, is, you know, we can all race ahead, but actually the foundations of any great business has to lie in the credibility associated with it. Definitely. And the passion that's driven behind it, I think people can see see that it's genuine. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that's helped. Social media has actually been a really positive platform for Committed. Mm-hmm. And I've had orders from all over the world, which I can only thank social media for. I think, well, yeah, the message resonates with ev- everybody, I guess. So. Absolutely. So let's just go back. So the um, so you're a dancer um, yeah. and street dance is your thing. Yeah, I run a street dance school. That's yeah. right. And so every child that signs up for your classes has to sign a pledge. That's right. That's right. Tell me a bit more about that. So this is where Committed sort of was was born in the fact that all of my dance students, I've I've watched a lot of them go through go through life, sort of seven, eight year olds, and now they're at college. I've been teaching for, for twelve years. So I've had the pleasure of watching a lot of my students grow and develop, go on a journey with them and see them through their good and bad times. Also get to know their parents and they'll sort of speak to us if there's issues going on that we need to be aware of. And it's been a really, really powerful and lovely um, relationship to be to be able to to see and grow and with committed it was more the fact that I wanted everybody to be on board with the ethos of following your dreams treating each other with respect um, being kind to one another um, and working hard as well to a certain extent life doesn't happen you've got to make it happen you've got to make your dreams come true by working hard and all of our students have agreed to this ethos and they all wear it as their uniform so they are now part of a team all of them are unique all of them are different but they are all committed to being the best version of themselves that they can be beautiful and that's what drove me to sort of expanding it to anyone being able to buy committed clothing is because Mm -hmm. of the impact that I saw it have on the dancers and and also parents at home just saying wow like we've got the pledge certificate at home and we'll refer to it if things are going a bit crazy at home or if there's a bit of um bullying going on sibling bullying bit of rivalry they can refer to this pledge and just to to have a message instilled in you just to be a better person Mm. has um worked for a lot of people Perfect. Perfect. So let's talk about the bigger vision then. Um, You know, I know sometimes it's it's hard to look ahead, but, you know, let's look 10 years down the line. Um, Where do you see yourself? And I guess kind of what hurdles do you see along the way? You know, because we know it's never going to be a straight journey. I say this all the time. It's kind of backwards and forwards and up and sideways and um, so what are the biggest hurdles you see to your growth for the business? So keeping it current, I guess, it's been a real learning curve for me. Um, and the fact that I have stayed true to not wanting to promote it to the masses and it literally just be this small company. I think ultimately within a few years, I will want to grow it. So I will need more input. I will need more help. S- I will need to make sure I don't compromise because I know it's easy when you're sat in front of a company or a business that sort of says, oh, we could do this and we should do this, we should do that. Um, I get approached with companies saying we've got a celebrity that would be perfect to endorse your company for a set fee. And 
I still want to remain true to the fact that I want people that believe in it to contact me. Absolutely, and you have got some fantastic ambassadors here. So, I mean, local to Exeter, but to have a stage on a bigger... Absolutely. Or have a, a footing on a bigger stage. Yeah. So let, let's just go through your ambassadors. So you've got Ollie Woodburn, who obviously is a friend of of um, Extra Real and the podcast. Yeah. Um, Lee Holmes, again, another friend. Yeah. Um, Dean Moxie, so yeah. another premiership, yes. ex-premiership footballer. I've got Victoria Maloney, uh, an amazing bespoke jewellery designer. She's local. Natasha Cornish, fantastic yes. yoga instructor, goes all, all over the world um, doing her thing. Also raising a lot of awareness about endometriosis at the moment because she's sort of gone through some real struggles of her own. Mm. Um, I've got my business partner from Committed Dance, Lauren King, because not only is she a best friend of mine, she's fought cancer, she's been a young mum. She now works with, um, as well as dance, she works with... Um, adults with additional needs and disabilities just to help them sort of live as independently as possible Mm -hmm. um we've got lots and lots of incredible people and the fact that they are local is what I wanted because I wanted Mm -hmm. to have a relationship with them and get Mm -hmm. to know them and get to know their values as opposed to book celebrities that have lots of families that could post it and we could get lots of sales through it I wanted it to be authentic and the growth is great but I still want to be in control of that growth. Mm. So bigger vision-wise, 10 years' time, um, I would love more companies to wear it as their uniform. Got a couple of companies on board that actually their members of staff wear, wear committed and have committed as part of their sort of message as a company, which I love. Um, I love being involved in companies that you can see take mental health and general well-being really seriously mm. I mean how how many days are you at work in your life you mm-hmm. spend so much time at work so if you're not being looked after and and your mental health isn't sort of being looked after or you're being bullied then you're gonna struggle you're gonna suffer in the mm. workplace so that's something I'm really really passionate about is mm. is approaching more companies having more companies approach me for Beautiful. a new a new sort of uniform and I guess to to freshen up the vibe of members of staff a lot of companies just wear t-shirts with their logo on Mm -hmm. and I think we can make it so much more than that we can make it so much more powerful um people feeling great about what they're wearing and the message behind it on their day-to-day life at work a sense of something more. I, I love the phrase kind of perfect uh, purpose beyond profit. Mm, you know, it definitely. has to be something more. There has to be more to it than just you know, sort of getting out there. And the pennies are important, obviously. But, you know, purpose beyond profit, I think, is really powerful. Definitely. And actually representing yourself as an individual, not just feeling like you're another number in, in a company. We're all human beings with different interests, different passions. But you've got in common that you work for the same company. So it's... Yeah, I, that I am passionate about that. I would love that that sort of side of things to grow and develop. Um, dance school-wise, that's due to expand. We're hoping for some of our students to become teachers in the next sort of five, six years' time. So that's really exciting. <laughs> and clothing-wise, just grow, keep, keep growing. Um, just keep on my toes of what people want. We're, we're adding colours to our new range. At the moment, the range is just black, white and grey. Yeah. But we've had a lot of feedback in the fact that people want to wear bright colours. So mm-hmm. that will be part of the new launch. But so how do we get involved? 
how how do we get you know if people want to contact you obviously through, through the website we'll put all the links through to social media um in the copy below here um, thank you and you know give give them a shout so let's let's just wrap this up then with um a final question and it's it's something that i that i've asked you once before and that's what advice would you give to your young self or to a young kind of woman or guy leaving college and stepping out into the world right now? So I guess what advice would you give to your young self? First, I would give her a really big cuddle and say, it's you gonna do be good. not need to worry. Good. Exactly. You yeah. do not need to worry. It's all going to be fine. Um, I guess just the what we touched upon before it, the fact that people that are bullies, people that try to go out of their way to make your life tough, just try and have empathy and see it, the bigger picture of they must have their own struggles that they're not dealing with right. Um, and I think that is a really powerful tool to have is to almost hand over that negativity back to them instead of absorbing it yourself. Hand it back over, say, this isn't me, this is you. Whatever you're going through, I'm sorry, but I'm not going to let you take it out on me. Yeah, I get that. That's the advice. I once um, read, and I, I do understand this, is the thought process that there is nobody that you couldn't love if you heard their story. That's so true. Yeah. Yeah, no, that's really, really good. Mm. Rebecca, thank you so much for your time this morning. Um, you know, it's always a pleasure to catch up and talk with you and a special pleasure to to do this in this incredible venue we're at today i don't want to leave <laughs> thank you so much thanks for having me thanks so much for listening to my conversation with rebecca for more on her work you can get in touch with her through the links below that's it for today's episode if you have a chance please rate and review hit subscribe to keep up with new episodes and pass it along to a friend thanks so much for listening i hope you'll come back next friday for more and in the meantime you can check out our coaching sessions at extrareal.com.